0: Welcome to Bitch Talk, episode 251 of the podcast. Booze and interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. Very special and kind of meaningful, thoughtful, it was, know, heartfelt. It
1: was a, it was a heartwarming, he's very interview. calming presence about him.
0: Well, uh, his name's Bill Phillips, if you haven't heard of him. He is a psychic, he doesn't like psychic medium, right? It was more of an intuitive uh, he likes spiritual medium,
1: not, not spiritual. psychic.
0: Right. He's a spiritual medium. Isn't that always the case? I've met many psychics that don't like to be called psychics. Psychic. Yeah.
1: Well, because it's, it's a negative, yeah. Because It's like Chloe. liberals
0: not wanting to be called liberal anymore because it's <laughs> fucking negative. Sorry, I cursed. Um, Bill is very precious and we love him. And we got to speak with him over the phone to uh, promote his live reading, you guys, which is Saturday, February 24th at the Marriott Santa Clara. Uh, you can find tickets at BillPhillips.com and it's one L, two P's in Phillips. And um, yeah, enjoy our interview and we'll talk a little bit about it after you listen in. Uh, <laughs> Bill Phillips, welcome to the Bitch Talk podcast. How are Thanks you? For me. Of I'm doing course. Good. good. Hey, are you experiencing some sun right now like we are in San Francisco?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, This whole week is supposed to be in the the high 80s, actually. So it's been quite warm. Mm -hmm. It's
0: weird, right? It's a little weird.
2: It's a little bit weird since um, we're in the winter right now. Yeah, yeah. This is Uh, winter time. Supposedly, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Mother Earth crying, like, please help me, but... Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. And she's like, where's the rain? She actually does need to cry because we need rain. So <laughs> here,
2: especially especially here.
0: Yes. Yeah. So Bill, um, welcome to the show. You are a psychic medium. Um, yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that and, and how that gift came into your life.
2: Sure. Um, so basically what, um, you know, both, both terms have different meaning to them. So Somebody who is a psychic or or an intuitive is somebody who can feel energy of the present, past, and future. And then a medium is somebody who can take that to the next level and sort of channel information from those that have crossed over. So for me, it's all-encompassing because in order to um, be intuitive, you have to be – or sorry, in order to to be a medium, you have to be intuitive. So they kind of go hand-in-hand together. Hmm. Um, I was um, 14 years old, almost 15 when my mother passed away unexpectedly and I was living in California and she was living in New York. Um, and it was a a tragic story. I hadn't seen her in in almost six years and she passed away. Um, I was heartbroken. I was her only child. Um, but two nights later, I woke up to her in the room I was staying in and my life changed that from that day forward. I thought I was kind of going a little bit crazy in that moment (laughs) Um and then I found myself sort of in these different situations kind of being put um, sort of like at the right place at the right time.
3: Hmm.
2: And um so when i was when I was eighteen, I found myself um, at this um, spiritual center where they were doing a class on mediumship. And I was so nervous about this, but um, I took the lead of faith and I went into this and um, that's the that's the evening that i that I discovered that what I had was not just you know some far off imagination that there was actually something else happening there and from from that uh, moment on, I um, trusted the process of it you know, and people were coming to me and they were having these really great experiences so I took that as a as a validation from spirit you know and um and that's sort of like the story in, in a nutshell
1: did you always have uh this sort of connection with like a sort of sixth sense or did, as a kid did you see ghosts or did you did you have any prior feelings
2: when i was when i was younger i want to say like four or five six i remember at night um before i would go to bed seeing faces float above me you know it sounds kind of creepy but but they didn't i, I couldn't hear any voice I, I just saw faces floating above me and i thought i was you know, I was scared of it, of course, and my mother told me, oh, you, need, you know, you watch too many scary movies, you know, that's why that's happening to you. Um, so with with that um, new belief system, it stopped. I stopped experiencing those things. Um, I do remember, you know, I was kind of tossed around a lot growing up. I was kidnapped by my mom when I was six, taken to New York, and then I came back to California when I was um, just about 10 years old, and I remember... Um, not so much about actually seeing crazy things, but just sort of feeling, um, having extra sensory, just feeling things a little bit more, um, severely than the average person would. Um, and, and I feel like that sensitivity sort of is what grew with me until I had my own experience, um, through my mother's passing. Um, and that's when doors really started opening for me because it wasn't like how I had seen on, television, you know, um, right. actually the, the week that she passed the movie, the sixth sense came out and oh. I remember <laughs> she wanted to see it. And I, and so I saw it in in honor of her. And I, and I remember thinking like, okay, I don't, I didn't see her this way. She, you know, she, she wasn't, she did not look bad in any shape, way or form, you know? And so I, I was, I, I was unsure about what I was experiencing. Was it true? Was it real? And the only way to really validate that was a sort of, um, you put with someone and see what, what came through that channel, you know? So I kept doing that. um, And the more and more that I did it, the more and more trust that I, that I found with, within this. And, um, you know, I've helped so many people over the years with it. So, um, yeah, I'm very grateful for that.
0: And how does one, so you're in touch with spirit and I I was watching Mm -hmm. videos or interviews with you and you Mm kind of have, a time and place and space for them, and then you kind of don't. Mm -hmm. So how did you figure that out? Or how did they figure that out for you?
2: That's a great question. That's a really good question. You know, when I was um, 18 and having this this new experience, I remember um, going to sleep and hearing my name being called out at me like, Billy, 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 and I'm like, oh, what? Is, like, I literally thought I was losing my mind. Mm-hmm. So I, I learned through um, different people in the field and people kind of taking me under the wing a little bit how to have boundaries hmm. with with spirit. Because otherwise, if I don't have that open door, open closed door policy, they will always be, you know, trying to get my attention, which which they are anyways. Um, but I, I found over the years, and I, I told them this too. I said, spirit. Um, I'm not going to go out on the street and like, you know, randomly reach for someone. I don't believe that that's, that that's right. So mm-hmm. if you want mm-hmm. the healing to happen, please um, nudge them, help them find a way to find me. Have and them I'll reach out that, to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'll, I'll take that as my verification that it was divinely timed by them in, you know, in advance, so to speak. So, um, so that's why, you know, I have my, my set hours that I have at my office, you know, and I have people that. That, do, that really do find me in the most randomest of ways, whether it be through word of mouth or through some media. But, but usually it's in a space where they've been asking for some kind of a sign and then they bump into someone who randomly shares their experience with them. So that's what that's what I find um, the most fascinating about all this is how not only is it Spirit orchestrating it, but they're also um, they're also helping the living as well to orchestrate that healing to continue.
0: Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I, the other interview I saw, uh, you mentioned that you grew up as a Christian and in the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Has that impacted this calling that you have, or vice versa? Is it? Can you still go to church, or do you still go to church, or? You know, know, because it's not always one and one and one all the time with with both of these kind of mediums. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. absolutely. And, and, you know, my my grandmother, she pretty much raised me from the point that I came back from New York to California. And she's a very, you know, she is a um, very intensely Christian person, and I and I love her to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like she instilled a lot of really great principles within myself, you know, that I still adhere to today. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I came out of two closets, because I, I came out of the, the gay closet as well, and I also oh. came out of the psychic closet. So, I, you know, for me, it was sort of having to surrender that and to trust mm-hmm. um, a higher purpose and, and, and a more spiritual purpose as well, that, that love is sort of what connects all of us and that there's no... There's no, you know, horrible rules um, for, for loving someone, basically, or, mm-hmm. you know, or for, he, or for helping someone in that sense. So for me, my my belief system did change as a result of that. But I still do sort of infuse um, what I was brought up with minus the fear-based part of it.
1: Wow, I love that. And, and also, there's a quote on your website that I really loved. It says, we will always grow if we let the light guide us.
2: Yes, that is um, something that I, that I realized when I was younger. And again, I had a pretty um, pretty traumatic childhood, but there was one instance where I was in the middle of something this horrific going on. And I remember this, this feeling of this light around me. And it wasn't something that I could see necessarily, but it was something that I felt surrounding me. And I knew that it was protecting me. And, and I still um, connect to that same light today before, you know, just before I, I begin my day or before I connect to Spirit. It's part of my routine now because I, I've seen how, how infused um, that light, which I call the light of God or even the Christ light, is. Um, and when we connect to it, that's when miracles happen. Regardless if you are a medium or a dentist or a lawyer, you know, it's, it's there for all of us to sort of connect with.
0: Um, you said you you came out of two closets, one was the gay closet and one was the psychic medium closet. so <laughs> yeah. okay, if you date or when you dated, how does this even come up in conversation?
2: how does it oh how does
0: a medium God. date is yeah, the question. It was
2: very it was very challenging because what I found was most of the time on a blind date having questions because I wasn't going to hold back to the way I was, you know, so of course, I was very open and honest about it. and you know for the most part i would say everyone was very intrigued by it you know and for some of them it actually led to readings on the day that brought some healing to them um, <laughs> but um, i'm i'm grateful now that you know i'm i'm engaged now i've been with my partner oh. for about almost 4 years and it's someone that always says you know thank god i have nothing to hide because y- you know you know what you know what i'm thinking <laughs> quite, quite a lot you know so there's always a running joke about that, you know, but I think as well, just when you're with, when you're with a soulmate as well, you're sort of tuned into their frequencies. Mm-hmm. So it's not common to have people like kind of complete sentences and things like that, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but for me, you know, because it is, you know, it's my, it's my gift. It's sort of, it goes a little bit deeper, I guess, than the average, um, you know, uh, relationship, I would say.
1: Well, it's really funny because Aaron and I actually worked for this company like 10 years ago and we, our Christmas gift was to see this psychic, you know, have 15 minutes with, and you know, I was a little bit of a skeptic, but I was also open to it. But the first thing I saw was her business card and she had crossed out the last name. So she had been divorced. So I was like, all right, if you're psychic, why didn't you see that one coming? You know, (laughs) it's just like, like, all right, already That's the first strike. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but she had a, and she had a, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, Ange had a really. I had a great reading. Good reading. I still
1: refer to uh-huh. something she said to yeah. me to this day. And
2: mine was okay. And awesome. yours was kind of awesome. fell flat. Yeah. yeah. You know. You know. The thing is, with with everyone, and, and I will say that when it comes to somebody um, using this gift to help other people, with we we're not the ones that can do it for ourselves. Kind of like a surgeon. Mm. You know, you're mm-hmm. not gonna see a hair a hairdresser cut their own hair usually. You know um, cause you want to place your, your faith and your trust into in someone who's going to do a good job. So, um, so, you know, first of all, we don't know everything, you know, and I'm the first to say, you know, there's free will in everything in life. So things can change. Um, but, um, when it comes to somebody, um, channeling information, the one thing to keep in mind about that is that there is no time where we are, where, where we are perceiving it, you know, coming from. It's like, we have calendars and clocks here in the physical world, but that does not exist um, on the other side. Time is linear, so it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so that's why a lot of times, if someone does get a reading, even with like with, you know, with a psychic, there's certain pieces I don't they don't connect in that moment. But mm-hmm. as to, as time goes on, though, looking back at the information, you you will see um, how that particular psychic. Was indeed tuning into something that was going to later serve as a as a gift to that person on their journey. Mm-hmm. So, um, I call it the aha moment, you know, um, or the or the miracle moment. But that's just part of um, that's, that's part of uh, the territory, I guess, is having to explain the process of how that works.
3: Mm-hmm. well and the,
1: and the way that she worked is um, she would have us sit down and say mm-hmm. our full name three times and then she would just go from there but you, you, don't, you don't do that you just kind of go straight into it right
2: I do you know it really depends on um, like if I'm doing an audience reading I'm not going to have every person say their name because that would just be very confusing but what I do is I, I go with um, who is in my mind who is the strongest soul who wants to communicate and then usually what I find is from that is from that space they're helping each other communicate. So let's say that you know, there's two people that are strangers sitting side by side, and they both lost a father by the, you know the same situation. Very you know very eerily similar details. It's because they sort of orchestrated that to happen in the first place to kind of bump them together hmm. to show to show people how how spirit works from the other side. So, you know, in that that case, but I do a lot of work over the phone, over Skype, and and in person, and um, typically I just say if the person's open to it, you know, um, all I have to do is really hear their voice for a second, and I'm I'm usually able to make those connections.
0: <laughs> well no, we were we were told that you could do readings, but I believe you're coming in studio once you're up here for your live reading. so I kinda wanna Oh, okay
3: if,
0: if okay. that's okay, we can maybe wait till we tease the audience sure. for that episode. Because sure. there's a lot, so there's a lot of spirit in this studio. Yeah. I know that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get freaked out. Yeah. So you
2: know, that's don't scare him, he won't like, come oh, no, in. know he will come in. I'm just kidding. Go ahead, sorry. Know, I'll come in. And, and and the thing is there's there's so many, you know. Know, we, we think, you know, like for me, I lost my mom. So if I were to go see a medium, I'd want to hear from my mom. But what we don't understand is that we have generations of people that are behind us, mm-hmm. kind of guiding us, following us. So when I open the door, it's kind of um, in some ways um, amazing to see not only the person that, you know, um, you sort of had that emotional tie with, but also people that were connected to different sides of the family or could have been, you know, like mom's, um, you know, really good friend in, in college. It just, it really depends on the need. And it, and it also depends on how strong that that spirit is in that moment mm-hmm. and how, how much they want to use the energy to, you know, to make those connections happen.
0: Well, I have a lot of dead people in my past, so <laughs> yeah. I'm already, I'm already a little scared and I'll bring tissues because I'm the I'm the person that like does the ugly yeah. cry. Oh, when I was
1: watching or even listening to your interviews and your readings, I was already tearing Me up too. for other was, people. Was, I'm like, okay. I was
0: sitting there getting really teary. Yeah. I'm like, pull it together, Lim, you got to go interview Bill first. Aww. Well,
1: that's and so Well, and one thing that's that's really great is you you really just are here to help people find that peace, find some sort of closure. But have you ever had somebody come to you and you just you either couldn't make the connection that they wanted or maybe someone came uh, uh, a deceased came and, and it, they weren't at peace. you know, have you ever had some something um, like that?
2: Yes, I, I have had that happen earlier when i when I was first learning those boundaries when I was like eighteen, nineteen twenty um, I wanted to I wanted to be um, sort of involved with all parts of um, of metaphysics. so I found myself going to people's homes and like clearing ghosts out of their houses and and that to me was, was too much. It was really draining, first of all, but overwhelming. And that's, you know, I'm not a ghost hunter. So that, that was not my, my calling in that sense. So I, I devised my own intention with spirit that, you know, the ones that have crossed over into the light were the ones that I wanted to connect with because they are the ones that wanted to let their loved ones here know that they were okay. Um, so that, that's always been my intention. But um, earlier, you know, back in the day, I remember having um, people come forward that, and usually, you know, wh- when I hear things in my mind that, that are not my language, you know, and when they're kind of foul language, hmm. I know it's not of the highest good, you know, so that's where mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, okay, I got to pull back from that now, you know, but as far as um, making those connections, um, I, I find that in any reading that I, that I give that not only is there like the person that, you know, w- where there was a tie with, Um, but there are so many other people that are connected that are trying to be heard. And so a lot of time what happens is that, you know, let's say that someone comes to hear from their mom and then in that same session, you know, halfway into it, I bring through, um, someone's son who passed away and it happens to have been for that person's really dear friend. So then she's kind of a messenger to that friend based upon what the sun brought through. So it's really, it's, there, there's no one-size-fits-all when it comes to this. It's sort of just being open to it and being receptive to it and letting that, letting that healing happen. You know, I, I've also come to know that for people that are cynical about it, like people that don't believe in God or people that have their own belief system, I'm not here to convince them about this. Mm-hmm. I'm here to help people that, that truly have already the, this belief system in it to sort of enhance that belief for them and help them make their own connections to their loved ones without me being there with them. And that's what happens a lot, a lot of the time is that they'll, they'll talk about, you know, um, you know, watch out for the feather or watch out for this. And then those things will start to happen. And then as a result of that confidence from the person receiving that message, they are then sort of able to, um, You know, take a leap of faith and build that communication process themselves.
0: You're almost like a psychic medium therapist. Uh, (laughs) Like just because I get that a lot, yeah. Because you, we've all grown up kind of in the whole psychic medium on all these talk shows growing up what and, is
1: it Miss Cleo
0: Ms. yeah Cleo, everything those, we've, I mean, we've seen it all spectrum. we've seen it all yeah and you just feel I feel like you're yeah a psychic medium therapist like we should be sitting mm-hmm. in an office I should be <laughs> laying on a couch and then you just kind of we talk through who's there in the room I like it
2: right well you know many people actually tell me afterwards that because of the information that came through or the healing that happened, they, they equate to like years of therapy, like this in that yes. one session that all of this kind of, you know, transformation happened. And I think that's because I really learned to, um, to communicate everything that I'm perceiving and receiving, you know, to help the person understand what's happening in my mind, because, because um, when we die, you know, we lose our physical shell, we lose our, our main component of communicating with. So when we cross over, we're using our thoughts and we're using our feelings to make that connection. So I like to equate it to like playing charades with the dead because that's <laughs> that's how they're doing it. And they're they're trying their best to use things that are in my frame of reference to help validate someone who's there to see me. So that's why whenever I do whenever I do that, I, I always tell you know full disclosure, this means nothing to me. I'm just trusting it enough and I hope it will help you today. And that's usually when that process um, begins.
1: Right. You're just the, the channel for it I'm to come through. I'm the conduit. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, so you're actually going to be in the Bay Area on Saturday, February 24th, doing live readings at the Marriott Santa Clara. Um, yeah. What does that kind of look like and where can people find tickets for that?
2: Um, so they can find tickets on my website. It's billphillips.com. Phillips is spelled with one L and two P's. So it's P-H-I-L-I-P-P-S. And what, what they can expect is um, expect, well, I always say expect the unexpected because I'm never sure what's going to come through, but definitely there will be a, a tone of, um, of healing and validation. There will be things that will come through from spirit that will totally validate whoever needs to hear it that they are around them and you know I've, I I've had so many things happen I you know a lot of times they will talk about things that have happened in their lives recently you know um, my partner always loves to give a story about um, an audience that I gave down, down here one time and the, and this this woman's um, this woman's grandfather talked about um, her saving his, his belt buckle and she actually brought it with her and pulled it out of her purse and that was like really big validation that, he indeed, you know, he indeed does know what she's doing, he sees her. So yeah. for every person, that validation will look different. It'll it'll sort of be unique to that person. Um, but if someone doesn't get like a specific reading, they will typically more than likely be able to see how that um, confirmation and how that healing happens in, in a public setting.
0: That's awesome. I can't. Yeah, I can't wait. Or maybe I can. I don't know. I, 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 I'll need a little time before we meet again, Bill.
1: Yeah, I'm nervous well, not know. because I'm doubtful, but just no, because no, you know no. who knows what
2: who knows we'll, who's going to be we'll here come up. Yeah.
1: And Absolutely. now, now that I know that they're always watching me now, I'm going to be like, all right, well,
2: <laughs> well, they don't want you doing the, you know, the private stuff. Right. They are <laughs> I hope not. Whenever, oh, whenever you're connecting with them or speaking of them, they, they mm. see you as light the same way that we see them as light. So they, they, they do pick up on us in our everyday lives for sure. And it's pretty cool to see how that transforms um, into the reading when they're able to bring that, that evidence through
1: Yes. <laughs> well, I, I just really love. Well, first of all, I think it's really interesting that as a child, your mother was the one that was like, "Oh, you're just watching too many scary movies. It's nothing." But right. then after her passing, she came back to you and sort of solidified your purpose in life. And uh, after having, from what you say, is a more traumatic, tra- traumatic, traumatic childhood, came yeah. something so beautiful and so much healing.
2: I, I'm so grateful. And I always people always go like, "Oh, I'm sorry that you lost your mom," but I say. I may have lost her in the physical sense, but I have gained her so much in the spiritual sense, and she has been my main cheerleader through through this whole path for me. She's opened so many doors, and I just I know now that it was part of our of our agreement in life hmm. that she was supposed to leave early to help me help people in this world, and so that for that I will always be grateful to her, oh. and, I, and I tell her every day as well. So um, yeah, I I, I I truly feel blessed for that.
1: Well, Dr. Phil has called you the next generation of psychic mediums. So are you like mm-hmm. the millennial medium?
2: <laughs> is, that, you know, is that a hashtag? We can coin that right now. <laughs> that was a great compliment. And, um, you know, there are so many new people coming up. And I'm so happy that this evolution has, has grown thanks to people from like the 90s, like the John Edwards, you mm-hmm. know, and um, like the Shar Margolis and those type of people that, that really were the the trendsetters for this and helped open the minds of people all over the place. So, um, I, I, feel grateful to have been given any kind of label in that, in that society. Um, but I honestly just think of myself as, as a channel, a channel of healing and that's, you know, cause the word psychic has a very negative connotation at times to those who don't know enough about it, you know? So I really refer to myself as either, you know, a medium, spiritual medium, Sometimes psychic meeting, depending on on the on the belief system of of who's around me, um, but but primarily just a channel.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes the most sense, I think. It yeah. probably is I a little more so. approachable to people, right? And
1: it's Absolutely. more fitting for what you do. Yeah. So
0: yeah,
2: it is, and, and it's not scary because people, you know, people get afraid of of the word psychic because of. Of the bad stories that, that people have heard as well, you know, which is which is unfortunate in the world. But um, there are truly gifted people out there. And if you set your intention to be connected with them, then spirit will will kind of lead the way in that sense.
0: You should actually lead like a yoga medium well class. he has a
1: meditation that, dvd oh, on his okay. website oh, which i not yeah. know you bought
0: it already <laughs> <laughs> i'm working on it but it's kind of it just it feel it does feel healing speaking with you and mm-hmm. i can't wait till you're in studio so bill i'm gonna wrap thank it up you. and thank you for your time yes thank you and, so much um, again everyone can buy tickets at billphillips.com for the saturday february 24th Live reading at the Marriott Santa Clara, and I know you have other dates as well. So if you're not in the Bay Area, you can look, look them up and find them across the country. So thank you so much for being here.
3: Oh, we'll see you soon, you.
0: yeah, and we'll yes, see you in a absolutely. few weeks.
3: Great,
2: okay, have a wonderful day. Thanks so much,
3: guys.
0: Happy Valentine's Day, early. <laughs> oh,
2: thank, you. I that. You too. thank you so much. Thank
0: you. We'll see you soon.
2: Okay, bye-bye.
0: bye bye. That was Bill Phillips, y'all. Special, special, heartwarming, uh, spiritual medium.
1: I'm excited. I'm excited for him to come in and I almost, do what I, he does. I don't. Know.
0: <laughs> I
4: know you guys want to wait. And I know you guys are we're all waiting for him for when he comes here in a few weeks. But I was. You were
0: j- chomping a little. I bit. was. I
4: was chomping a little bit. But then I'm also afraid because I've yes. always. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm always. I'm a total believer and so
0: all of them or the ones that are the ones that are good right Right. they're legit you know what i mean right Uh, not the like around the corner shop you believe in in the capacity for not like that what i mean
4: is what i mean is that when people say that that stuff happens i don't say oh no that's bs that like i totally believe Mm -hmm. in all of that i believe that that, that's out there Mm -hmm. and um but then one of the things that has always been is, like, I never really want those readings because I'm always afraid of what they're going to tell me. Mm-hmm. Because I, cause I do believe.
0: Right. <laughs> like, you want to know, but you don't want to. Yeah,
4: it's almost <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know if I want to know all that. Like, you're a complete failure, you should close your business now. No, no one will ever <laughs> say that. <laughs> ever. I, you're on a roll right now. Knock on yeah, You're I mean, doing good. I
0: mean, sure. You're, yeah. but, but Stop. You,
4: But you know what I mean. I I mean, like it's not exactly that, but it, you know. But anyways, I knew that he would be willing to do because a lot of these, a lot of these mediums don't want to do reading. I like, I've booked them in the past where they're like, oh yeah, we'll totally talk to you, but
0: we won't do it. We won't,
4: we won't do any readings. We'll talk about you know like what we do, Mm -hmm. and um. His publicist, who happens to be a dear friend of mine, was like, oh, yeah, he loves doing that. He'll do it over the phone. He'll do it any which way because he's legit. Mm-hmm. And so, and, you know, as you heard, he was willing to do some kind of reading with us. But I think everybody was gun shy. And yeah, Aaron and I.
0: Every- <laughs> well, also, he's going to come in. So. Yeah, that's true. I'd rather just save. I, we need to Save it all for
1: one. Exactly. And So we got a good. It's like uh, a part two. We got a history, his background, where he comes from and, and what his work is. And then we'll have them come in, and we can have that whole session devoted to the our readings. Yeah.
4: So this this will be fun. And then, I'm bringing hey, tissue. Don't you, worry. Maybe maybe we'll do like a Facebook Live or something like that, and then oh, people we should can call yeah. in and we
0: can or and, yeah whatever and, and
4: send questions, and we can have a whole session. We can have a whole no. It's about out.
0: us. I don't want anyone else <laughs> calling in. Oh I got God. a lot of dead people in my past. And that I need and to do, talk do to. And do people
1: really need to see us ugly cry. Yeah, I don't know. I don't
0: know. I Never don't want
1: know. them. To That's see why me. I don't watch this. Is uh, uh, awesome really, public. Like,
4: maybe I'll just roll. I won't roll live tape. I'll just roll tape so that in case we get something good. Sure.
0: <laughs> I don't. I mean, whatever. <laughs> no, but it's fine. I, it's I don't fine. want anyone else calling in. I want him for myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I want Bill all to myself, and I guess his fiance can have him too. Um, but yeah, he's. I. I don't know. Like he's I said sweetheart. in the interview, he's just a mm-hmm. and just it's he's approachable. It's not this. I don't know. It's not a show. It doesn't feel like a show, right? I like how he brought up
1: uh, with skeptics. He's like, I don't have anything to prove to them. Right? It's fine. I'm just here for the people that just want help, living and my if life. I can help them, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah.
0: Google him because on his website he has. Yeah, some, he's. It'll. It will you will see what he does, and you'll see the people in the audience, and it's really it's powerful. I've heard of.
4: Uh, I've had some f- friends that have attended some of like he does sometimes he does these things for like charity and stuff like mm, that mm-hmm. um and i know uh i know some i know somebody that was out in southern california that and was totally got totally read and mm. like picked up with uh it had to do with uh her mom passing so mm. that one was Ugh, that dude
0: i waterworks for sure yeah, and like he said, it may not be the person that you think is going to show up too. Right. True. And like I said, I got a long line. <laughs> They're all back there. I know it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Who's, long line of I don't know who I do. There's a whole lot of people that have. That's interesting.
3: Left. What,
1: have you lost a lot of people in your life, Angie? Oh yeah, I've been going to funerals since yeah. the first grade. Yeah, no, that's how I feel. Yeah, I I've, mean, I've just lost people since I was of, young. And but I mean, not thank. Thankfully yet, you know, not a parent or something right. like that that was just kind of right. no, soul no. crashing. Exactly. That's But how definitely I am. friends, family, grandparents, yeah, all like but my one. Own, my you uncle knows. and my great grandmother and mm-hmm. they all
4: passed when I was, you know, like I think yeah my first the first funeral I remember I think I was in the second grade
1: yeah I was in the first grade and it I mean and Filipinos love going to funerals <laughs> it just <laughs> bring the whole family we're gonna take pictures well, you know of everything you know how
4: funerals are done in the Philippines so yeah yeah that's a well it's very
1: in your face right like the caskets open and we're taking pictures in front of it and it's like this is weird this doesn't seem right but
0: <laughs> but there's no and they, and they don't explain they originated the, the selfie ugh. casket they don't explain
1: to you as a kid you know what you're gonna ugh. see in the first Grade or second grade. And and I it's remember,
0: just... I remember
4: being here, like growing up, knowing that the cult, knowing the culture, and so that's what they do, and knowing that that happens. And then I remember, I was maybe in the seventh or eighth grade. Um, oh yeah, I was like about fourteen years old, I guess. And there, I was at a funeral, and they were taking pictures. And at that age, you're like with people that you're know, like, you, you know, like I guess Americans, right? And they're just like. Why are they
1: doing Right, that? just kind of disgusting. Like
4: having like a total freak out session mm-hmm. over the the way that the Filipinos do things. Yeah.
1: I mean, kind of I, w- I would too, too so. had I not been raised in that. Yeah, no. I mean, being raised in it, I'm still like, I, I'm not going to pose anymore. I mean, you can take your picture, but <laughs> I'm not going to be in it.
4: <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Bill Phillips, well, yeah, a couple weeks. Um, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, he's coming and he's doing, um, he's going to be, you know, doing the press tour right but the day before he's um, in, in Santa Clara. So. Yes.
0: He, I didn't bring it up and I'll bring it up maybe when he's in here, but he, I'll just tease it a little bit. He went to school up here. Did mm. you know that? In I did San didn't Francisco. Know that. So I'll, I'd be interested to know if he's, I don't know. He's kind of a homie here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't say what yeah, that, school he went to. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why he does, uh,
4: he does a lot of stuff over in uh, the San Jose, South mm. Bay area. Like, but, I'm always hearing about him doing shows like at the Improv and mm-hmm. stuff
0: like that. Well, I was going to say, too, if you're not in the Bay Area to see him, he's going to be, let's see, I'm looking at his website right now. He's going to be in Palm Beach in Florida, Brea, California, West Nyack, New York, Lancaster, California, San Diego. So, you know, he does a lot of California stuff, but he will be... Um, Over on the East Coast and in Florida. So if you want to see him, you can look him up at BillPhillips.com. It's 1L2Ps. And we're looking forward to seeing him in studio in a few weeks. And we can't wait for you guys to hear that one. Uh, But in the meantime, bitch, please.